everybody. It's a new episode. It's a new year. It's a new decade. Oh, God. Oh, boy. It's <laughs> 2020. And it's your boy, Chris, a.k.a. SSJ Blackerot. And listen, this year, I want to get some feedback. I want some more AKAs, but I want you guys to send them in. Something new, something different for the beginning of the year. That could be dangerous. Uh, Hey, if it's good, I'll say it. If it's bad, (laughs) I might still say it. Who knows? (laughs) Let's just just run with it. This This is, I'm excited because, um... You know, we just you know we just came off of a really good game of the year episode. Um, so shout out to that episode. Shout out to the people who've listened, who've tuned in, who've talked about it, who've uh, who. Like, I love it when you guys share the content. Like I, it's it touches me. Yeah. In 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 places that are good, places that are bad, places all over the place. It's a great feeling at the end of the day. But. Um, we're here. We're ready to try out different things, uh, new formats. Uh, but this episode is gonna be a little different. But I, I, I'm so excited. I already messed up. It's already the first episode of the year, and I'm already messing up. <laughs> you hear him in the background, my co-host Rod. How you doing? What's going on, man? Man, new year, new podcast. Like, you, or I, you know, I tried to make it cool, but I guess it's not. Can't be technically a new podcast. We're still the same old podcast, but with new trimmings, maybe. Hopefully. Yeah, and you know, if you've, I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys are noticing that we're sounding a little bit more crisper. We're uh, trying out different new things and. Uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, we are trying to improve the audio front uh, on here. Like, I, it's it's been pretty okay before. It's been pretty decent, but we can always do better. We're always striving to do better. So, yes. yes. And um, we're also trying out, if you haven't noticed, well, if you are, you know, it, this year I told myself that I want to make sure that we're on as many platforms as possible. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're on this particular platform you've noticed that you're seeing some different things you're seeing me right now we're doing we're gonna try out some some video content and this is just a step forward this is just a, a trial just to see how it works see if we could try out different things but um let's see how this turns out let's see how this works out in post let's see how i'm able to edit this so that it makes sense mm-hmm. but um I'm excited to see how this turns out this year. So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of things to look forward to in 2020. Um, you know, the, the gaming industry is forever evolving and you really can't, you really can't predict these things. You really can't, but yeah. we sort of want to highlight uh, what we feel that we're really looking forward to. Um, and that's just in general for the industry, whether that be games we have consoles yeah on the way all consoles just dropping yeah so um i feel like we should maybe start with like the like are there any titles that are releasing for this generation that we know that we're looking forward to cuz i mean i think the obvious ones are like ghost of tsushima um and last of us 2 are oh yeah uh, yeah i mean definitely a pair of titles that you know at this point they're going to be around the same time it, so ghost is going to be in summer uh right now lost uh, last of us is like late may um and i would assume that ghost isn't coming until like july or august i don't think that they release that in june 
see, here's the thing. I'm I'm predicting that it gets pushed back again, and we see like a simultaneous, either like simultaneous or um, really close. But I see that this, you know, Ghost of Tsushima being a uh, launch title for PlayStation Five. Oh, definitely, definitely. I so, would, I wouldn't even be shocked if Last of Us Two is just a is a launch as well. So what what do you think? Do you think they're going to say Last of Us Two remastered or just Last of Us Two? Probably just a port. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I think it, it might have like the remaster like title on it, kind of like the first one did. Um, but you know they they won't have to do a lot of work on it. I, I would predict. Um, you know it's not they're not they're not gonna change their the fundamentals of that game. Like it'll probably be 4K capable, like just on the whatever model uh, the PS4 is out on or PS5 is out on. Um, but yeah, that that's what I feel like. I mean, those games, anything coming out, I think next year that's going to be major is, is definitely going to get a ps5 version um but yeah I, i'm really looking forward to those games man i mean i love sucker punch um and i mean last of us i, I don't even know if that almost needs no introduction at all like it doesn't like last <laughs> of us is like it's for a lot of people it's that franchise that i feel like if you have like a you know, significant other or someone else that like just they're not really into games, but they're watching you play. Like this is the type of game where they'll sit back and like enjoy it. Like they will like be sucked in. They'll be enthralled. Like they they shoot at some point they might even want to pick up the controller. Yeah, yeah, that's how it was for me. That that was definitely how it was for me. Um, a girlfriend definitely wanted to watch me play that game initially. Um, yeah. And it was, and, you know, it's it's hard to watch games sometimes because it's like, at least for someone like me, like I, I, it's hard for me to get a lot of value. Like when I'm watching someone play through an entire experience, like a whole game, um, like a let's play or something. But um, it's also like, I want to get my hands on the controller, like ultimately, like that's, that's just how I am when it comes to games. So, uh, but this, for some reason, this has such a cinematic quality to it that it's very easy to see how it's so easy for someone to like just watch this and enjoy it like they would a film. Mm-hmm. So, you know, once again, coming off of our game of the year episode, can we say that this is a, like a clear contender for game of the year? <laughs> 2020? I, I mean, say so. yeah, it, it, they'd have to really fuck it up like pretty bad in order to, not, I mean, I thought the original last of us was definitely a, a, la- a game of the year contender for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's no reason to think why I wouldn't, you know? Yeah. How do you feel about Ghost of Tsushima? Because I, for me, yeah, y'all know me at this point. If you don't, you will. And I feel like this this will be more or less, more or less of a game that you'll probably pick up and play. I'll I'll watch. I'll see what people <laughs> are saying about it. But yeah. it's 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 sort of not in my like my ballpark. Like it looks great, but yeah. it's I, I I don't think it's gonna be for me. Yeah, it's um, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to say. Uh, but I would. I'm definitely gonna try it because again, I do like Sucker Punch. Their their effort with Infamous uh, Second Son was was good. Um, not great like I wanted it to be. Uh, disappointing in that regard. But I think with this sort of setting, they seem like they're really uh paying homage to like uh, Akira Kurosawa, uh, Kurosawa films and like classic. 
kind of feudal Japan samurai uh, type of genre. Um, and they're even taking the extra step, I want to say, to have like an entirely like legitimately dubbed in Japanese or dubbed in English like voice ca- cast. Like they're going to promote, I think, both um as being viable options which is which is really cool um but i think that this thing looks good it looks like a more action-oriented version of like tenchu or sekiro or something like that mm-hmm. um which i think will be used maybe to its detriment is that like i, I just don't understand we, they haven't shown us a lot of straight gameplay like i mean they've shown us a lot of in-engine footage but a lot yeah. of it has been cinematics and not necessarily you know, this is what you're doing from moment to moment. That and that in itself, that always like worries me. Yeah, because like at at this point, you know, I think we we've definitely we've seen you know gameplay from Last of Us. We've seen, um, I mean, and I feel like at this point we should have seen like something more concrete. Like that's that's the issue that I had with like Death Stranding before it came out. It's like right. like we really don't know what we're getting. Right, right. Exactly. It just it just looks really cool. That's the thing, yeah. Style over substance. That was kind of my thing with Infamous. Yeah. So, um, I mean, definitely, like, it's a good. I feel like this first half of the year is going to be really heavy. Um, of course, we can't talk about the first half of the year without talking about Cyberpunk. Uh, oh yeah! Wow. Yeah. So that's that's. I think that's slated for it. March. Yes, April. Uh, or April. April. I think April. Yeah. yeah. And this, I mean, this is a game that like I've heard really good things like from like people that have seen it behind closed doors. Uh, we've seen you know some gameplay here and there. Um, it's also made by you know CD Projekt Red, so you know they love putting a lot of detail into their worlds. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that game too. Like you know. Y- CD Projekt Red, they do not play around when it comes to world building. They don't play around when it comes to details, like small details, and making their worlds really feel lived in. I mean, the obvious example is Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. Um, They did such a great job of making sure that their side quests did not feel like side quests. Like, um, they felt like mini games on their own. And mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive. And I, I love the, the aesthetic that this thing is going for. Uh, it's very committed to the the uh, I almost wanted to say cyberpunk aesthetic. I don't even think that's a thing. Um, this sort of like neo futuristic um, setting is it, they're committing fully to it. They actually just revealed at the Game Awards um, a few weeks ago that like modern artists are coming in and doing songs originally for it. So it actually gives me a Grand mm-hmm. Theft Auto Five vibe, where for the very first time in Grand Theft Auto Five, you had like artists from our world making songs uh for the game like asap rocky um neon indian like a lot of uh of these artists did stuff like that so um they're doing the same thing here with cyberpunk which is like i didn't expect that's a really cool touch um i mean hopefully the music is actually good um but like i'm i'm looking forward to seeing like how they're how this all coalesces yeah. Um something that we talked about pretty heavy and once again if you haven't checked it out yet check out a game of the year episode but I'm a type of player that I love when my choice somewhat like dictates how the world like forms and reacts yeah. to me and I'm hoping that this is going to be one of them. Um 
I know that with like Witcher three, it wasn't like that too much, but they like they did a really good job of um like in like certain story threads, like how you sort of interacted with people, sort of like you know, it sort of changed up what the outcome was for that particular story thread. So mm. uh, and like just in particular, I'm thinking of uh Witcher three, what was it? The thing with the um the Baron? Oh yes, yes, I do know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we get more uh like storylines in cyberpunk that like sort of shake you because I feel like I was shook after playing <laughs> that uh that uh story bit yeah. in Witcher Three. Yeah. Um, this next game, I mean, do you want to say anything else about cyberpunk? No, I mean, really, the only other thing I would mention is that like I am very curious like how it handles certain like uh certain controversial topics that they already sort of got in trouble for, which is like the transgender stuff, like the advertisements that they were sort of that were in the game. Like I'm I'm curious, like is it going to come from a place of them being like a piece of shit and being like insensitive about it, or are they gonna like really like be meaningful to that sort of depiction. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious just on that level what they'll do. Mm, yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about one game just really quickly. And I'm pretty sure you, you're not going to have too much to say about it, but I at least have to shout it out. Uh, it's coming out in a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. A couple of weeks, but Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, oh. you know, that, uh, <laughs> If it doesn't show in my, you know, in in the name, uh, I'm a big fan of Dragon Ball. <laughs> I'm a yeah. pretty big fan of Dragon Ball. And uh, I know when they first announced this game, everyone was like, oh, look, it's another Dragon Ball Z game. Oh, it's the same story, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Like, I don't need to pick this up day one. This is, you know, it's just another anime game. But over the past couple of months, they've been showing off a little bit more. They've been showing some gameplay. Uh, some of the things I don't really care about, like some of the side quests and stuff like that. But uh, they did show off that, you know, even though the game is called Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, you are playing as other, you know, Z fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of like an open, it's not open world, but like an open yeah. sandbox type of game. Mm-hmm. And... To me, I feel like this game is a 3D version of Legacy of Goku, if you play that on the Game Boy Advance. Briefly, yeah. Yeah, so it's going to show, like, the high points of, you know, the uh, the Dragon Ball Z saga. Um, and I'm not too much of a big fan of, like, arena fighters, but what I like about this is that it's not a, it's not a competitive arena fighter. It's just like a... Uh, it's its own standalone, like, single-player game. So yeah. I'm actually pretty happy about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of Dragon Ball as well, and I am sort of interested in it. I, I do get worried about the combat and that type of thing, because like you, I'm not a fan of arena fighters at all, like in almost any capacity. Um, yeah. But And it seems like this is sort of taking elements of that, but I think it could be interesting because i think the game physically like looks cool um it's like really the, good yeah like the i love the art style that they went with uh kind of mimicking uh the anime itself and uh, with the cell sh- it's like cell shaded sort of right sort of yeah so um i mean it's, it's along the lines of how dragon ball fighters how that looks yeah i feel like fighters maybe a little bit no fighters is more cell shaded okay. um i think this one took sort of more of like a 3d aspect since it's that arena fighter but it still looks really good. 
Yeah. And it's going to focus on, like, the highlights of really the the entire Z saga for Goku, mm-hmm. yep. which is pretty ambitious because uh, it's pretty long. But um, it does make you wonder what – I don't want to get too far in the weeds here, but, like, it does make you wonder, like, what they're going to do in, like, the beginning of the Android saga when Goku is, like, not even in it, really. Well, yeah, they – um. Like I said, you can play. You you will be playing as other characters. Oh sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because uh, yeah, there's there's a couple of important parts in Dragon Ball Z where you know Goku isn't like the main point, which I'm happy about. Um, like I think like what I'm really looking forward to is like the, um, like the Cell Saga with uh you know fighting Cell and everything oh, yeah. as Gohan like oh. that. I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah, it'll be recreating a lot of those things, and I wonder, like, where do you even go from there? Do you make a Dragon Ball game? Do you make a Super game? Like, I feel Super. I feel like Super is the next like lean in. If they if this does well, if it's successful, I could definitely see them doing the Super out. I do. I feel like because I feel like Super has at this point has enough content to sort of, you know, you could do another game like this. I yeah, I mean, I I wonder if. I wonder why they don't go to Dragon Ball, like the original Dragon Ball, very much. It's my honest opinion. Um, I feel like it's not as popular. So in their eyes, they're looking at like merchandising. They're looking at like what's relevant, like with the. I mean, it's not saying that Dragon Ball Z isn't relevant right now, but like I feel like that's that that was a good place to start. And for them to, like, sort of get grounds on, like, hey, people are really, you know, liking this, then let's go ahead and, you know, bust out the Dragon Ball Super, you know, make the sequel yeah. as Super. I would have enjoyed a, you know, starting off with the Dragon Ball, because I feel like, you know, not a lot of people really uh, have gone through Dragon Ball like that. But I yeah. feel like the writing was different. Yeah, I, it was different. And I feel like a lot of people actually say, like, it's the best version of, like, this franchise especially because it got to the roots of like a martial arts adventure yeah as opposed to like sci-fi fights all the time yeah Um, like more and more as dragon ball z and then eventually dragon ball super came along like it's you're right yeah it's sort of gotten and i think that's a lot of anime though a lot of anime will uh at least shonen will uh sort of amp up and ramp up uh further as it you know goes along yeah yeah Okay, cool. Well, yeah, I, I think I'll I might check that game out as well. Oh, by the way, before we move on, who's who's doing it? Do we do we, we know the developer, right? Like, uh, the um same same people that made uh the Ninja Storm games. Oh, okay. Well, at least we know if the game happens to suck, it will look great. Exactly. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I mean, there's a couple of other games that uh. I guess yeah. we could... Yeah, Final sort of, Fantasy. Yeah, Final Fantasy, um, which... Well, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's going to be another big one. Uh, how do you feel about it? I, I'm not a Final Fantasy VII guy. Like, I'm not, like, a hardcore dude for that game. Uh, I, it's cool. I like it. It's fine. I hate... I fucking hate Barrett, but I think, like... I think the, the game is... is <laughs> Is cool. I really genuinely hate. And we'll, we'll probably talk. Oh yeah, we will. We did talk about that yeah. on this show. Um, and you know, I I hate it. But like other than that, like he everything else looks fine. The game looks 
graphically great, uh, and the combat system actually looks engaging um, to the point where like I know I would I would probably want to play it. It looks like an evolved version of like what you think Final Fantasy would be at this point, um, mm-hmm. which is cool. They still have integrated like the ATB stuff, but it's not like it's not turn-based in the same way that the old one was where you're just like really static on the screen you can move around things like that um so that's nice um but i my main interest in this lies with where like where they're going to end because this game is not going to be the complete seven experience right like it's it's going to be they're going to get they're going to start in the beginning and then end at a certain point before like the actual original seven ended because it's supposed to be in chunks. So yeah. we're not going to, yeah. And I'm, I'm so curious like what they do and how many people are going to be pissed when they find out that like, I, Oh my God, we haven't even left Midgar yet. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's going to be the case actually. Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to end. Uh, what is that? Like the end of disc one? It's like, yeah, barely. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's going to upset people. But hopefully the gameplay will sort of outshine that. And I'm hoping that they add, I'm hoping that they add like a little bit more to it because, um, it's not like this is, this is, I feel like they, they chose the word remake instead of saying remaster for a reason. Oh, right, 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 right. I, I, I I dare say, and this is like a like a, a a weird like hot take, but I wouldn't be surprised if they don't kill um, Aerith. No, no, no. There's no way they don't. There's no way. I feel like what they'll do is they'll like they'll, that scene will play out how like people are gonna expect it, but something's gonna happen. It's gonna it's gonna go another way. I would, I would love to see that. I would love to see that. There, there's no, we can put that on record right now. I, I don't, I am not, I am not convinced that's going to happen. That is a bold choice though. That is a it is. bold choice. But here's the thing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll have to see. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm so, well, let's talk about Ori and the Will of the Wisps. How, what do you feel about that? I wish that they didn't have these goddamn escape sequences in the sequel, but they do. I did not love them in um, in in the Blind Forest, but it looks like they're back, and I'm just like, okay, fine. Um, but it looks good though. I mean, other than that, it looks it looks really really cool. It looks like more Ori, right? But it mm-hmm. doesn't. But not necessarily in a bad way. That, 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 that's not like a disparaging comment. That's Ori in the Blind Forest is fantastic. Obviously, I didn't talk about it uh, during Game of the Year because of our rules that we put in place, no ports. Um, but, you know, I think I, I'll try. I am definitely going to try to play this, like, uh, closer release. Like, maybe I'll try to get it on PC or something. Um, but I'm interested, you know. It, it looks like they've expanded with uh, how combat is going to work in the game. Like, mm-hmm. The Blind Forest was not combat focused at all. The 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 entire point of the game was to get to point A to point B and through your enemies uh, by like using their powers against them to maneuver yourself around the environment and platform uh, more effectively. 
here in Will of the Wisps, they're they're actually focused more on combat. And so I just I wonder what that looks like. Uh, in the last trailer for the Game Awards, you saw a little bit of that. It looks like you have a few new abilities to utilize to actually just face your enemies head on. Um, and I'm curious how that runs up against the level design, like if that will suffer at all, because they're thinking like, OK, well, instead of like traversal, uh, they're going to be thinking of like killing things. And so I wonder like how that is affected. But I guess we'll have to see. Yeah. Um, all right. So I do want to shout this game out. Animal Crossing. Yeah. That's Animal gonna Crossing. Be, yeah, that's going to be. I feel like Animal Crossing is going to be the game that it's going to take up a lot of time for me. Yeah. I I am I am not ashamed to say that I will be picking up Animal Crossing Day One and I'm gonna put in a lot of time into it. I, there's zero shame to be had with that, sir. Like that 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 is a legitimate franchise with like you know completely valid uh, reasons to be addicted. Like it's I mean it's it's the perfect pick up for 20 minutes and play game, right? I mean you yeah. can't you can play it for longer, um, but and that's like a time sync like i've i've had days where i was playing like new leaf and i'm like all right i could play this for mm, 20 minutes 30 minutes wait it's been like four hours <laughs> what am i doing yeah yeah and it's been a while it's been a while new leaf came out in what 13 or 14 maybe yeah something like that and um it will have been about half a decade uh over half a decade since the last one and like the last new entry for animal crossing um not counting the pocket world or whatever but yeah like i i'm looking forward to it though the concept of the the desert island is cool and uh tom nook is still there still being a bastard yeah yep <laughs> um and i think this this is going to be a i feel like you want to start doing like, uh, well, I mean, there's a couple games we could talk about, but I feel like with Animal Crossing, that's going to be like a solid game for Nintendo. Yes. Um, it's going to be really solid. Like, I know they're going to move a lot of, a lot of units of, uh, Animal Crossing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But like, when you sort of, like, I'm like looking at a list of like, you know, uh, games that are coming out, uh, this year and, I don't know. Like, I think that's the biggest one for Nintendo that's been announced. That's assuming that Breath of the Wild 2 doesn't release. You think that's going to be this year? I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be this year, honestly. Uh, or, you know, I, I don't... I think that might be a 2021 title. It's possible. Um, the optimist in me hopes that that's a holiday 2020 game. That's the optimist, but yeah. I don't, I'm not convinced yet. Because I think when they released that trailer, what, like, I don't know. I don't even remember when last year they released it, but uh, it it very much felt like a, we just started working on this. No, wasn't that game of the, um, that was Game Awards. Of 2018? Pre- 2018, I think, was it? Are you serious? I think so. Huh. I think that was, like, one of their, like, big reveals. Huh. I thought that might have been like a. Oh, was that E3? That, I think that seems like it was E3. That that seems like it was E3. Um, we could definitely find out though. Let's see. Uh, I I would say. Why can't we find this trailer? Um. Well, while you're looking that up real quick, I also will shout out. Uh, that was was E3? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to shout out Dying Light 2. Oh, yeah. So, 
me and you have like a really like good history with that game. Yes, we do. Uh, that you know, Dying Light One could be played through co-op, and I want to say we we played like we pumped in a lot of time in that game. We did. We played the whole thing. Yeah, we played the whole game, and then we also played the expand. Well, we played the big expansion. I'm yeah. not sure if we did any of like the side expansions. Right. Well, we did. Yeah, the following is what we did. Um, right. I think that's what it was called. And the one with the farm and everything. And we did a lot of the side quests. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a really great game. Like I wasn't expecting it to be that good. I kind of picked it up off the whim of like you and a couple other people who were like, "Hey, this is." super solid like a parkour first person zombie games the mix of genres you would not expect um and much less be good but it actually is and they seem like so what's what the main the main differences here like what's the main hook um i haven't paid too much attention to like it's, stuff. it's more or less that they've refined the parkour elements um, a lot of that looks really smooth like granted in dying light it was already really smooth but you know, this one, they're talking about it being better. Um, and then, uh, just like, I think just like, uh, enemy AI should be better. Uh, I think new weapons and stuff like that. So it's more or less just building on top of what was already a great game. Right. Okay. All right. Um, any other games you want to shout out? Hmm. I think we hit the major ones for now. Um, yeah, because I think that probably rolls right into like console stuff. Because we're we're literally not get. Oh, eh, we could. Do you want to talk about the Avengers game? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, are we kidding? That? Mm. I mean, it's it exists. It's a game. It exists. Yeah. What I'm hoping for this game is I'm hoping this game turns out how Star Wars turned out. For, you know the game yeah how like the it when you know we first saw the stuff for this uh star wars game that came out last year um it just looked whatever um and it looked it didn't look too impressive but once the game came out you know it, it hit the right notes for a lot of people so uh i'm hoping that's what happens with this one i'm hoping that uh, the story, I'm hoping that the story really, like, saves this one. The story, the gameplay sort of looks really simple, so I think that might mess it up a little bit. But, um, yeah, that's, that's all, that's, I really don't have too much to say about this Avengers game. Yeah, same here. It looks awfully generic to me. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to, I, I still have to play, um, I still have to play Resident Evil 2, the one that released in 2019. Um, but once I do, I'm sure I'm going to really enjoy it and look forward to Resident Evil 3, which will come out mm-hmm. um, in April. That looks awesome. Uh, the new System Shock will also be out in 2020, yep. which looks cool. Um, I would also say Psychonauts 2 is still coming, apparently. It is. I feel like that's going to be a game that – does it have like a set date yet? Mm, I don't think so. I think that's going to sort of like just drop and hopefully it's not released like around games that, that, that are going to like drown it out. Right. That's the one right. thing I worry about this game. Hopefully we get like an earlier release date, but if it's like anytime in the fall or, um, I definitely think the game is going to get drowned out in the fall. Hopefully we get it sometime early. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that 12 minutes game from E3. 
looks awesome. Uh, I think that was at E3. But it was the, remember it was the indie game with the, um, it was like, it was from Annapurna, the publisher, and they were actually saying that, um, the, so it's like take, it takes place over the course of 12 minutes, like in a particular scenario where it's like you and your wife and like somebody breaks into your house or something like that. I think you've seen this. It's like an isometric view kind mm-hmm. of, and you have to like relive the like 12 minutes like over and over and over again until I guess you get it right, like the scenario right or something. It looks really fucking cool. It's a really awesome concept hmm. um, that you should definitely check out if you have not yet. Uh, Yakuza 7 releases in 20, uh, this year. And you know what I when I'm what I'm really excited about this game is that I feel like it's it's changing up the mechanics. So yes. that's something I'm actually like I know some people are like oh no they changed it I'm not gonna like it no like change things up a little bit like I feel like yeah. you know breathing you know new life into a, a, a franchise like I'm I'm sort of for that. Yeah, you've gotten six games, like, with the same thing. Like, come on. Like, at, at game seven, we're technically eight if we're counting zero. Like, you know, uh-huh. you, at, you're at game eight, you know, at this point, and y- y- they want to do something different. Let them do the – if Judgment is the spinoff, like, the official spinoff, they do a sequel, let that be the beat-em-up. And, like, let's do something new with the mainline series. Like, where this is a new new character – new um new system gameplay system it's turn-based now for those who may not know um it used to be a beat-em-up game and now it is going to be a turn-based game um that still has the traditional yakuza humor to it um and flair like that stuff is all there if you've seen a gameplay video of yakuza 7 you'll see that like it feels like yakuza just in a different aesthetic essentially um which is awesome at this point, I think we, we do we have a uh, gameplay of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we definitely do. Okay, I'm gonna have yeah. to look that up, and yeah. that'll be showing on the screen uh, for our YouTube listeners. And because uh, I mean, last I've like talked about this game, and last I've heard about the game, I know um, people were sort of like you know questioning uh, like how it was gonna play. Which I know we've we've gotten like cinematic trailers, but um, hopefully I can find some like actual gameplay trailers. Yeah, I can send some to you because I've I've seen them. Okay, cool. They've done like ten fifteen minute reveals of like just gameplay. Um, did now here's my question: Did it end up looking like what that April Fool's joke was a couple years ago? I I mean yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, okay. like aesthetically, it looks just like that. Okay, because that's because that, that was my whole thing when I saw that, and then I heard that it was going to um, be turn based. I was like, uh, like, I guess this wasn't really an April Fool's joke. I guess the April Fool's joke was the April Fool's joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Um, but I think people should give it a shot, especially because it's different. Like, you know. Um, but no more heroes three. If you're into that, that's mm-hmm. out. Uh, Doom Eternal. It will be out. I got delayed last year. Um, and then uh, Halo, the new Halo Infinite game will be out. I'm very curious what this looks like because Microsoft has been so mum on what this game actually is, like what it entails. Like, I just want to know what the hell it is uh, at this point and what they are doing to revitalize Halo. Like, they, any anytime 343 has talked about, like, you know, oh, we're redoing everything Halo-related. We're going back to basics, yada, yada, yada. Like, 
I would love that idea, but I just want to know what that means. Like, are we going back to Halo Combat Evolved basics, or are we talking, like, Halo 2 or 3? Like, those are different games, so I want to know, like, where what are we talking about on the spectrum there? I think I think what they mean is more or less on, like, what the spectacle is, like, the like what we're going against. I feel like they shouldn't they shouldn't devolve the game. Um as in like there's a lot of like quality of life changes that they've added over the years that I hope they keep. Um and I don't think it's something that I can really see them taking away from the franchise. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I would hope not. I would hope not. Uh well with the well I I wanna sort of segue into next gen Yes, let's do that. With with uh with us talking about you know Halo Infinite, that's gonna be a launch title for the Xbox Series X. Um, and I, let's go ahead and talk about the Series X. Like uh, you know the the biggest thing right now online is oh the systems it looks it looks ugly it looks like a refrigerator it looks like you know I've seen so many things but at the end of the day I feel that with how powerful the system's supposed to be. And how I'm sure Microsoft doesn't want a repeat of the Xbox 360. Right. You know, give me give me hardware that is powerful, that won't overheat, that has sustainability, that you know I won't feel bad. You know, being a day one adopter because I know that's the biggest thing for a lot of people. A lot of people are like, I'll wait for the bugs to get you know taken out, or I'll you know wait for like the revamped you know console. I'm not that type of consumer. I'm I'm a, you know, bleeding edge type of person. So uh I just want it to work. Yeah, which I don't think that we're in any danger of that not happening. Exactly. I feel like they they've taken the right steps and they've made the mistakes in the past where they're not going to repeat them. Yeah. Um a stock price point. Do you think that they will be aggressive? with the pricing because of the mistakes they made in the past or I think, I, I, yeah. Yes. I mean, I think the answer to that is yes. Um, my, my wish, my wish, my hope is that it comes out at $400. I don't think realistically that's going to happen. And I say that because of what we know with the specs, um, mm-hmm. these consoles are supposed to be very, very powerful by the time that they release in the, uh, holiday 2020. Uh, I, I don't think, I don't think that's going to change a whole lot. Uh, I think, I don't think they're, they're going to go higher than 500. They're going to be somewhere maybe. Yeah. 500, think, 500 yeah. is max. I feel like 500 is realistic. Um, yeah. trying to be like hopeful 400. Yeah. That's me being hopeful. That's, that's the hope. 400 is a sweet spot for a new console for me. I'm like, okay, 400, I can, I'll day one that instantly, like mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, 500 is like, I'll still day one, but I'm going to hurt. Like it's, it's, it's going to be like, I, do I need this? I'm going to ask that question about five times, like before I actually pull the trigger. Um, I, you know, what I see happening, I see, you know, there's already, you know, rumors that there will be multiple SKUs. Exactly. So I see the $400 version being that one that, you know, won't have like the, the optical drive. That's going to be the one that's a little bit powered down. Um, I would go so far as to say maybe 350 for that one. I don't think $100 will be seen as enough of a drop. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't think that's fair. That's I, I don't fair think it, I don't I don't think it hits three hundred, but I think three fifty will be enough for pe- for people to go like, oh okay, I'll consider that three fifty and, and five hundred. And three fifty is a point where right now Microsoft they just want to sell systems. They exactly. want people. They want people in the uh, in the ecosystem. So I think that's that's fair enough. I think three fifty is fair. I feel five hundred is going to be the the one that you really want, and the one that was sort of like. You know, five hundred. I feel like that's that price point where I'm I'm expecting to pay at least five hundred. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, at least. I mean, that's yeah, including g- games. You can tack on probably an extra hundred for games. Um, you know, I guess we'll see potentially, especially with these cross gen titles. I guess we'll see maybe seventy dollar games, <laughs> maybe. I wouldn't uh, be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what I love about Xbox is that I'm not too. I'm not too worried about the price of games. You want to know why? Why is that? Because I feel like with the Xbox, I'll be getting the Xbox for, you know, their exclusives. And with Microsoft, they have a little service called Game Pass. So when it comes down to playing Halo Infinite, when it comes down to playing any of these other first party games, that's all included. And I play for the, I pay for the Game Pass Ultimate. So that's these, that includes the games. That also includes Xbox Live. Mm, yeah. So all of that in one package with the system, I'm I'm happy. I'm, I feel like that's I'm happy with my purchase at that point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can um, I can see that. And I feel that I guess we can sort of segue into PlayStation. PlayStation is you know the next up. They, you know, we have the PlayStation Five being released around the same time in the holiday 2020, and I feel like. Sony is in a good place, of course. You know, they've, they clearly won this generation. Yeah. Um, but do you think that that cockiness and not, you know, the, them not willing to sort of, you know, push the envelope, do you, I feel like that's going to hurt them. Yeah. I mean, you, this generation, you, you sort of see it with the cross play stuff from last gen, right? Or current yeah. gen, you know, um, they were unwilling to play ball with, on a lot of that stuff. Whereas Nintendo or Microsoft were kind of seen as more of the good guys in that scenario and going like, you know, Hey, you guys, you know, we, we don't have much, much of a problem with that. And that makes sense. You know, neither of them are the market leader. Um, they don't have to, but you know, they the stakes are less for them, you know, to, to, to do that. And, it's very possible that like they could be gaining hubris a la the uh, PS3 days, um, <laughs> the Ken Kutaragi uh, days. <laughs> so like, you know, uh, I uh, or the the Kasurai days, I should say more accurately. Um, so yeah, it's definitely possible that 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 is going to occur. Um, Anyway, I feel like, again, we're starting to see the beginning of that. So, yeah. I, they could come out with this system, and apparently, again, they're similar in spec to the Xbox, apparently. Like, the higher-end version. Mm-hmm. I I don't think that they're going to make the mistake of pricing their console above $500. Um, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. I don't think um, yeah, yeah. Do you think they will release at 400 are they are do you do you see them being I guess in a spot where they could release this at four hundred to sort of try and edge out Microsoft? Mm. They would have to be really confident that they could sell those consoles at four hundred. I think it's way too powerful, to be honest. Like 
to to do 400 and still and, and make money like i mean you're not going to make money on this like in the first year or two or maybe several anyway um but you'd be losing you'd be bleeding money at 400 you would have to be with how powerful these these parts are um I, I don't if, know. I think if they do that, I could see an increase in like the price of PlayStation Plus. Um, I could I, see them, I could see them like trying to add more value to PlayStation Plus by giving, you know, maybe maybe including PlayStation Now and like putting the two together. Right, bundling. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like that's a that's a that's a fair assumption that you know so. PlayStation Five is gonna you know increase. Oh, they, they like PlayStation Five will show that you know they will also want to push the whole streaming service. Um, I feel that you know streaming games it's really early, and y'all already know how I feel about uh, why is both of us. <laughs> I feel like there's, if you listen to the show, you I can appreciate that with certain things we do have different viewpoints, so you can sort of see both sides of everything. Um, but like, I'm, I'm all for, you know, the streaming future. Um, I don't think that Sony is equipped right now to be competitive with that. Mm. I know I, right now I feel that with project X cloud, uh, that's like the front runner right now of, right. of, uh, game streaming. Um, of course, Google Stadia, they're out. I feel their downfall right now is not really knowing what they want to do and not really having a reason to pick up the service right now. Um, you know, the technology is there, but at the same time, the reason to actually invest into that technology isn't there. So uh, I feel like the biggest hurdle is, you know, of course, like bandwidth, having people being able to actually use the service, but right. then at the same time, why, why would I, choose to buy a game on the service when I could just buy the game on a console. Like, I feel like they have to make the ease of everything really be appealing because that's what won me over with, you know, things like Spotify, things with Mm. things like Netflix, Mm -hmm. just how easy it is to say, I feel like watching a movie. I feel like watching a TV show. I could just turn on the service, play it and I'm good to go. Um, and like, I I don't see Stadia really doing that right now. No, I feel like they I feel like they put their foot into the marketplace. Yeah, but they they didn't have the substance behind it. Yeah, I I am very curious. One of the top things in 2020, I think, is going to be like games as, as a service in terms like well, just the service aspect of it, not necessarily like you know, um games as a service models but like in terms of how we consume them just in general like i think is a is one of the most fascinating aspects of 2020 that i'm looking forward to kind of seeing progress um and seeing what aspects like stadia uh like bring like you mentioned sony and what they could do with uh playstation now or or bundling you know those services together i think sony would be remiss to not do some sort of um program like that i know on record i believe they've said that they don't have a a plan to currently roll anything like that out but i think that that is very foolish i think that that is not forward thinking at all and Mm -hmm. i I think at some point they're going to be forced to do that i think game pass is doing extremely well for microsoft they seem really happy with it um the numbers for their titles uh that they report like seem like they're 
really pleased with the number of subscribers. So that's great. Um, that's just more people funneling money into your base, you know, um, through your service and you get them hooked three months for a dollar. I was just at the movie theater the other day and like there was a big advertisement for Game Pass that came on. It was like, you know, hey, three months for one dollar. For yeah. Game Pass, that that Nuts. and that that gets people talking. And it goes like, oh, I wonder what that is. Let me Google it, and like, it's it's really smart of them. And it's, and it's they're doing such a great job because I'm at this point I'm able to like I've had an interaction with like a cashier once where I was buying a uh, I was buying like a Xbox Live, um, it's like a currency card. I was buying it as a gift for someone. And, like, regular cashier uh, was like, oh, you know, I just got my son the Game Pass thing, and, you know, he loves it. It's, like, the best thing that they've ever done. So having, like, just regular casual people know what the product is and stand behind it, that's that's a lot. That's saying, that's, that's saying a lot, that's doing a lot. And, uh, like I said, they're, they're in the front running, like, right now. Absolutely. Um, any other... Uh, trends you really see going on in 2020? Ooh, man. Okay, so we talked about the biggest one. So we obviously, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about the new consoles. Those are huge. Um, mm-hmm. Start of a generation is is one of the biggest things. We talked about uh, services. I think that that is also huge. I'm a little bit curious to see kind of like where we are with Battle Royale games. Uh, I feel like right mm-hmm. now we're still in the like the eye of that storm. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got Call of Duty Modern Warfare trying to implement their own. Um, we've got um, a lot of games still trying to implement their version of this. Apex Legends seems to be still doing all right. Fortnite is clearly still doing fine. Um, but as 2020 progresses, like, what does that landscape look like? Are we still trying to – is that the hot genre still? It, it is because it's making them the most money for, I'm not going to say the least amount of effort, but it's something that they don't have to, they don't have to pump out content as consistently as like other games. Like they're not making a Fortnite every year. They're updating it. They're adding events, which, you know, as much as I, I'm not going to say I don't like Fortnite, but as much as like, I'm like, that's completely off my radar. What is on my radar is whenever they run events. You know, um, this past month in December, they did the thing with Star Wars. Um, having events that, you know, players can sort of sit back and watch how, like, the environment's changing. You know, they did the thing where they saw, like, the Millennium Falcon, like, you know, in, like, a dogfight, and then eventually it lands. Um, I think Jeff Keighley and J.J. Abrams, like, showed up as holograms, and they were talking, and they, they actually showed, like, a little preview of uh um it was the rise of skywalker yeah mm-hmm. so stuff like that is just really cool like you could you could not like the game but you could still appreciate what it's doing for the medium so i you know i love how they did that i love how they revamped the whole Fortnite 2.0 i thought that was genius last year uh seeing how they essentially what some games do in just regular like you know server updates uh where the server goes down you can't play the game for like you know a couple of hours they took that, they sort of twisted that where they essentially rebooted the game. Like, you know, they essentially destroyed 
the original island, uh, wiped it out. You couldn't play the game. You couldn't log in. Uh, their social media accounts were wiped. Like people wow. were freaking out. Like yeah. this was, this was an event. Um, you know, teenagers and little kids were freaking out everywhere. And it did enough for like I saw it on, you know, uh, on news outlets. People were talking about it. It's, you know, it's part of the culture. So you, you know, you can't dismiss that. Um, how long it stays relevant falls upon what the next big trend is, what the next, um, right. what the next, you know, thing that gets everyone into gaming again. Because yeah. I feel like Fortnite, as whatever you feel about Fortnite, whatever you feel about Apex, it's getting people to play video games again. It's getting people into it. It's getting people to, you know, it's the water cooler uh, effect yeah. where you could, you know, at work talk about, hey, you know, I did this, that, and a third on on Apex last night. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, that that brings it to to it tangentially related, but like, I mean, the the whole games as a service model, like that is Fortnite. Like, I mean, not even so we could talk about Fortnite as a battle royale, but also it's significant as, and I think you're more speaking to its function as a service, like a live game, exactly at, at, at all times, and I think. Games like Division, Destiny, Fortnite, whatever, like these games that tend to live on and you continue to play uh, despite reaching quote unquote credits or if they don't have credits, then you're just like kind of in a in an endless gameplay loop. Um, I mean, that's how developers, you know, kind of keep their worlds alive is to implement uh, and it doesn't have to be like extreme marketing stunts like the Star Wars thing, but it can still be like, OK, we're we've got this game we want our players to play this game for three years and here's the roadmap because that is becoming even more common as well it's something that anthem tried to implement last year um and it was unable to do because well the game just wasn't good but um but it was it was the idea the the plan that these live games i don't think are really going anywhere um and i and i would i would love to see what progression comes from from that just that just that idea and i mean how much like how much deviation can you really take though like from something like that because it, it's impossible it's impossible to logistically have it so you know you're constantly getting contact right mm-hmm. like i mean i feel like you and i just talked about this um like recently um with with destiny right like you were talking about season of dawn um and i it felt like every single time that you mentioned that game it was always in the context of like you know this is cool but like this isn't the meat and potatoes of like my experience like i want more from this um and it's like it's impossible to give that to you is there a way to solve that problem and in 2020 do developers search for the answer i don't have the answer i have no idea how you i don't think that there is an answer my my answer is that i don't think there is a way no uh, i feel like you know for a game to take the crown as like you know most played game best game or whatever i feel like i feel like fortnite had like they, they 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 somewhat have it figured out but i feel like the way they're figuring it out is piece by piece I feel like Fortnite was one of those, like, you know, lightning in a bottle moments where, like, they had something, it struck, and they ran with it, and they, you know, made the most out of it. And then after that, everyone started copying that. They, there was a rush to put out a battle royale. There was a rush to, you know, put out, you know, modes and games so that they could compete with us. Um, essentially, look at what Fortnite is right now 
what Call of Duty was almost a decade ago. Call of Duty came out. That was what everyone was talking about. At some point, you know, games that had nothing to do with being first-person shooter tried out being a first-person shooter. People were at that point were sick of seeing shooters because it just, for some reason, didn't feel as, like, organic as Call of Duty. At at the end of the day, it was always like, all right, this is cool, but Call of Duty just feels better. I feel like once someone figures out a good way of, from the jump, releasing things and, like, not trying to, like piece together things on the fly like they have a set plan and they stick to it because i feel like all these games are doing that you know apex uh destiny all the stuff right now it feels like they are like like at the moment trying to figure things out they are uh seeing what other people like fortnite are doing and then they're adapting it look at what fortnite did with the whole battle pass thing right everyone has the battle pass now everybody has a battle pass so, fucking Call of Duty has a battle pass. That's insane to me. You know, and the trade-off there is that, like, okay, well, now you don't have to pay for DLC maps. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, that's the immediate benefit to something like that. I think but it's games, like... I think games are definitely shifting towards the game as, you know, being they're, being they're a service. service. Yeah. And also just being, like, a live service. So... Yeah. I mean, to, hey, do you want this... Do you want this gun right now? Well, give us five bucks and you can have it right now. Or you can play like 10 hours and get it that way. So, you know, that's, that could be dubious, but like that's the trade off. Like that's the sacrifice that you make at this point. You know, at the same time, I feel that there's that aspect, but then there's also, you know, we can't discredit, you know, single player games. You can't discredit games that are like they're they're made differently. And you know, this past year, 2019, look at you know what won our game of the year. Like it's you know something that's you know it's different. It's something that's you know not a shooter. It's small. Um, it's a small game. It's a small game, and it did something different that had like a big impact. Yeah. So, I think, I think the industry has still has space for that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So. You know, I I feel like there's more I would want to predict, but I don't see it really happening in 2020. Um, I see it, I see that, you know, this is the beginning of a new generation, so we won't really see too much change right now. Like, we'll start seeing, like, the beginnings of changes, but we won't see, like, the full effect until maybe, like, 2022. I'm curious what you mean. I'm, I'm a... You know, I always push for VR. VR is huge, but I feel like we're not in the the technology isn't really there yet, and it's not accessible. I think it's more or less it's not accessible to a lot of people. I feel like if more people had the options to play things in VR and the technology was like really, really good, where people aren't really getting sick all the time, or the the visual fidelity isn't you know trash. Oh, yeah. I feel like once we get, I feel like with these new consoles, we'll, we're inching towards that. But at the same time, we got to make sure that these VR headsets are more affordable, and we also have to get these developers behind making the VR games. Yeah. So. That, I feel like that's the major key right there is, you know, getting all of that to work at the same time. Um, like whenever I think about VR games, I think about playing Resident Evil 7 in VR. I played through the whole game in VR. And to me, playing it any other way, I don't want to do it. Mm. 
So yeah. VR is definitely something that, like, I can't believe I didn't think of immediately on in 2020. I think it's huge. It'll be huge here. And I think potentially, and I, I 100% agree with you, now that you've said that, like, 2021, I think, will be the biggest yet. Because we don't know if any of these consoles, like these new-gen consoles um, or next-gen, will come with any sort of headsets. Like, exactly. In, in the box. Which I doubt. I doubt yeah. that will mm-hmm. happen. But yeah. But I, I think would... I think Sony might have the leg up on that since they're since they already have the PlayStation VR, they're still really like they're they're still advertising things for it, they're still developing games for it. So I think they have the leg up on potentially like leading the race on VR games. Uh but it, it really falls down to once again, this new headset. Is it something that's affordable? Um I feel like the technology is there because look at the Oculus Quest. You can have a VR experience without like the cameras, like the whole camera setup. And with the Quest, like you don't even need like a PC or a console at that point. It's room scale without a PC. Exactly. That's crazy. So technology technology is there. It's just, you know, it has to be accessible. It has to be uh, affordable. And we have to get the developers behind it. I don't, I don't see a reason why it wouldn't be affordable, honestly. Like, I think it will be. I think the, the, the main reason why it, it seemed like a kind of a, a pipe dream before is because the, the consoles, the base consoles were from like yeah. 2012, 2013. Like, they, the, their technology was just lit- like you just said, it's literally not capable of handling that kind of, uh, information. So that, that sort of technological information. So I think what, they'll they'll do with these new consoles they will have the ability to do this they will be ready for vrr like variable refresh rate uh like tvs and stuff like things like that they'll they'll be capable of having um so much to do that i i I don't even know if if it's going to be a price thing it might be it maybe they do price it like way outside of our realm but like it's it's like it it all connects together because if People aren't buying the hardware. Developers won't be behind making the games for it. Right. right. So you're right. It's yeah. It's a, it comes full circle. Um, but you know, 2020 is definitely a year of like you know new beginnings. You know, shoot, who who knows? Like if any other services pop up, if, right, right. Um, you know, maybe Nintendo turns it around, and uh, we might see like the Switch Pro. Um, I mean. You know, the Switch has VR capabilities. Uh, it's really, really low res, but, you know, you can turn your Switch into, like, a VR thing. Yeah, they, they did that with Labo, right? Yeah. Like so, the, you know, they tested robot. it with Labo. You know, they slowly put out patches for the game so you could play uh, Super Mario uh, – was it Super Mario Galaxy? Not Galaxy. Wow. Uh, Odyssey. Odyssey. There we go. Uh, you can play certain levels of Odyssey in VR, and then they push that envelope a little bit further with Breath of the Wild being able to just straight up play the game yeah. in VR. And then, of course, not VR isn't like you're looking through the eyes of Link, but more or less like you're you're it's pulled back and like you you're sort of like in a 3D space where you see the world in did VR. They, did they do that with Mario Kart or no? I don't think so. Okay, I I'm thought they sure. did, but I might have been mistaken. Okay. But um, speaking about Mario Kart, and like I don't want to push this for you know to be too long, but my next prediction, and I what I want to say is my final prediction for 2020 is the rise of mobile games. The mm-hmm. rise of um, I feel like there's gonna be a shift in what we see or and consider as a quote unquote mobile game, 
But, um, I mean, at this point, you know, in 2019, we saw Mario Kart being put on, uh, on phones. We're seeing, um, we're seeing like services like Apple Arcade giving you the option to play a bunch of, you know, really good indie games on your phone as a service. So for the longest, there were a couple games, a couple indie games that, you know, I sort of looked up over time. I was like, you know what? This looks cool. I'll wait for like, you know, a Steam sale. I'll wait for like some sort of sale. But it turns out they just ended up just putting it on Apple Arcade and I was able to play it that way. Um, like what comes to mind, you know, Sayonara Wild Hearts. I was able to play that way through Apple Arcade. Um, I played Neocab. Neocab is another game that I wish I, I feel like if I, that's one of the games I feel like if I put more time into, I definitely would have shot it out on the game of the year episode, but yeah. I, I just didn't have enough to really like, you know, push forward for that one. Yeah. 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 I can see that. Um, but yeah, um, we're seeing like these phones that are coming out are really powerful. So many computers, um, basically. So this, you know, Call of Duty Mobile is, you know, Call of Duty experience on your phone. So your phone. Uh, I, I really want to see, where, you know, what 2020 takes us, what we get out of uh, mobile games. I think that's going to be pretty big. Yeah, definitely. But what you got, Rod? You got you got any any hot takes, any predictions that you want to see? <laughs> I feel like we've hit almost everything that I was possibly going to say. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really, again, Stadia is one I'm definitely keeping my eye on, especially when that officially releases. Um, we talked about that, and I think just the services model in general is, is going to be something that is going to take the industry by storm or continue to. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's, qu- I don't think it's quite popped yet. Like I think people are just now kind of getting tuned into like Game Pass. Um, and, and the, the advantages of that, like, I feel like every, I feel like most of 2019, it felt like a, like a, um, like a crescendo. It was like, it was, it was, it was working towards a crescendo. Um, and I think 2020 is maybe when that, when that explodes, especially when Microsoft is out there, um, talking in depth about their new console and the details about it. Uh, I would assume that comes before e3 i doubt they wait all the way till e3 to to talk more about it Um, yeah at this point e3 is just a a consumer show like it's a place for you know gamers to connect it's not really a thing that's not really a place anymore for these companies to really show off you know the hardware and the games anymore um as at least as an aspect of what e3 used to be i feel like it's night and day I was actually saying saying it because of not even that reason, just the fact that like that's way too close to the holiday, in my opinion, to just show off your console for the first time. And I think mm. E3 is a good place to let your titles breathe for the first time. Yeah, it's a good place to let let it out in the wild to see what people exactly. say as first impressions. Exactly. Um, I do agree. Yeah, you know, I could see them maybe in April, March, yeah. April. Yeah. You know. Having another, uh, uh, what do they call those, like inside Xbox or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would pre- predict that. Um, Sony, I would, I'm betting that they're going to do something in February like they did uh, like seven years ago or however mm-hmm. long. Um, and we'll, we'll hear about all that stuff. And I think they'll go into depth on everything. They'll reveal every all the specs, um, probably show up a few games, and then 
you know, and then I'll probably be it until E3. And then that's when we, we probably get the blowout and then the marketing run will be from then to, to holiday. That's my, you know, that's usually how it goes. I don't see any reason why it would be different, um, in this scenario, just what we've all heard. So yeah, I mean, this, this year is going to be marked by new consoles and services. I think that's going to be the, the, those two things are the, the biggest aspects. Um, game wise, I guess we'll just have to see. We're not getting like, I mean, we're getting some good titles. Like, let me not, act like we aren't we we are definitely getting some good games this year but i think the big big salvo stuff is is not even like game related i think it's all around games in the industry yeah so 2020 i'm excited new year new decade new things on should i play that new formats like i'm really excited um once again uh i guess we can start wrapping things up i viewers you guys Trying to figure out where to point. There you go. Really appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Uh, really, you know, you know, like I, I, I love hearing like feedback from you guys, but like people, people really, they really fuck with us, and I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you, everyone. If you, the best way to support us is to drop a review or a rating mm-hmm. um, on on iTunes. iTunes helps a lot, um, so definitely do that. If you don't have that, uh, try Spotify. Anywhere that you're listening to us. Um, just give us a like if you like us. Like, just drop us a five star rating or or leave us a comment. Um, yeah. And then you know, sharing sharing our posts uh, that helps too. Um, you know, over the holiday, I I was in a store like you know buying something and like just the conversation of podcast came up and I was like, oh yeah, I run a podcast called Should I Play That? And I'm like, oh wait, hold on, I've heard of that before. I think I've seen that like on my timeline. I was like. Yo, what? Like you heard, <laughs> and this is this is like you know I I wasn't expecting it at all. He was you know they he 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 I think he saw something about it on um like on Instagram on like someone uh, uh shouting us out or saying something about it. And I was like, you know what? That's dope. I'm happy. That was my Christmas gift. Wow, that's a Christmas mm-hmm. gift to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I felt really good. Um, but yeah, like we really appreciate you guys. Um, in the comments, let's hear what, you know, do you agree with what we feel about 2020? Uh, were there games that we sort of omitted on our list of things to look out for? Uh, let's talk in the comments. Let's have some conversations. Um, but with that, we're going to sort of end it off for the year. This is like a, uh, like a, a smaller episode. You know, we'll be back to the, the normal, you know, what we've been playing. Um, I, I want to do more topics, so if you guys in the comments, you want us, if you guys want to hear us talk about, you know, anything, uh, shout it out in the comments. Say something. Yeah, uh, I feel like our best episodes are episodes when we have a topic and, like, we're able to, like, dive into it. Yeah, we just, we're just at each other's throats constantly. Ah, I want to say I, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and then also, for guests. Um, still having some people uh, trying to line up some guests, so uh, we're gonna have that in the works. But I'm excited for this year. Yeah, really am. Very excited. All right, so with that, we're gonna sign up for another show. Thank you for tuning in, and guys, play more video games, have fun, live life, stay beastly. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>